Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week's episode of Do Go On is brought to you by the fact that we are doing some sweet gigs around the country over the next few months. Hooray! <laughs> We're on the road, baby! Oh, yeah. We've got uh, three uh, live shows coming up over the next few months, and our 200th episode is coming up, not this weekend, but the weekend after. Shit. Mm. In Brisbane, and tickets are starting to fly. Yes. I, well, yeah, you've made the mistake of giving me the login. And it's meant that I've looked at it twice a day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> so if you want to be involved, it's our 200th episode. We're doing a uh, live podcast for that. And then we're also doing a bonus quiz afterwards. So it's two shows for one. And that's at the Zoo in Fortitude Valley on Sunday, August 11th. It's going to be a heap of fun. And yeah, the tickets generally are every time I log in, another chunk of move. So... That's cool. Jump That's on them. Cool. Thanks, Brisbane. If you want to come along. Thank you so much. And uh, next month we are coming to Sydney for a big Saturday night show, another double show at the Giant Dwarf Theatre. It's uh, Saturday the 21st of September. And then we take a little break. And thank you so much to Perth. We've sold over half the tickets and we've still got three months to go. We appreciate you guys getting involved. And That's at the Comedy Lounge, that show, on Sunday, November the 3rd. Sweet. And uh, tickets to all those shows are at dogoonpod.com. Com. While we're in Brisbane, while we we're talking about it, we're in Brisbane. Uh, Jess and I are hanging around before the loser Dave. Sorry to be harsh there and tell it like it is, but the loser Dave goes home to Melbourne. Hey, Jess t- and I hang around and party on a little bit longer for the Briz Funny Fest. Hey, this is tough but fair. Yeah. We're doing three shows of Razzle Dazzle, a brand new show that doesn't really exist yet. It's going to be fun and loose and silly and fun. I just heard you guys brainstorming some ideas that were absolutely Top shelf. <laughs> I've forgotten them. So if you could remember <laughs> those amazing ideas we had. And the, what are the dates for that, Jess? August something? 12th, 13th and 15th. That's right. It's at Hayar Bar in Fortitude Valley. And you can get tickets via a link at mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. And we're also doing a show tomorrow night, Jess, in Knox in Bayswater. We are. In Melbourne's outer affluent east. And what a lineup. 
It's a sick lineup with Dave Callan headlining. Yep. I'm hosting Jess supporting, as well as Nick Kappa, who was on our episode about the horse fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and Sonia Dioria. It's going to be a heap of fun. And you can get to the uh, same link, mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. You can find tickets via that link. And those tickets are moving pretty fast. So it's in a nice theatre. It's going to be a real fun time. Yeah, so come along to that too, please. And afterwards, Dairy Bell. I'm telling you, thank me later. Good tip. All right, guys, on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm sitting here with Matt Stewart. Hello, David. And nursed almost back to health. We prayed for Bop and she's back. It's Jess Perkins. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> oh, okay. I said nearly back to health. She's already dying. There we go. Right. Matt's also ill. So basically it's going to be me talking for an hour. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. But we're also in a real small confined room, Dave. Right. So good luck. If you guys could uh, just leave the room. Let Should... me let me get this done and yep. then I'll be fine. Could you do all the voices? I will do that. Hello. I'm uh, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jess. I'm no good at <laughs> telling who's who. I reckon it's pretty good. The man of three voices. Yeah. <laughs> Not very good ones. Yeah. One of them's his own. Yeah. Hey, that's a good one, right? <laughs> no. Uh, Especially that's the worst that's of the, the three. That's yuck. Ugh. But Jess, we did miss you a lot. So last week we had uh, Naomi step in at the last second to fill in for you because you mm. were on death's door. What an absolute angel. I messaged her the day before and I was like... I thought maybe I could miraculously pull it together. It was only day one of being sick and I was like, maybe it's like when I normally get sick and it's a day or two in bed and I'm sweet. Um, It was eight, (laughs) so that was fun. But I messaged Naomi and I was like, hey, any chance you're free tomorrow night? And I was expecting a no because she's a human. Yeah, she's busy. And that's fine. She's got stuff going on. But she was like. She's making TV and other things. She's crushing it. Yeah. So I was like, look, this is a big ask. And she was like, of course I can do that for you because she's an angel. What an absolute lesson. So funny. But I did realize as uh, the episode wore on that you really uh, pull the reins here. You keep us moving. And when you weren't here, it really got loose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cool. Mm, I'm the boring one. (laughs) And if you uh, listen back and think, oh, that wasn't that loose, I'd cut out at least 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's nice to know I have a role here. Yes, I guess. you're fantastic. You were missed. You were absolutely missed. But are you feeling all right now? I'm feeling fine. <laughs> okay. Like a fine wine. Yeah. Look, it's as good as it's going to get. Like Fran Fine. I feel like Fran Fine. You sound like her too. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Yeah. She's the best. What's not to love? I've spent like a f- solid week watching Glee for so many hours a day. Yeah, that right. now I just want to break into song all the time. I want I mean, oh, now you want to break. Into yeah, song. What do you mean I think I'm going to introduce that into my personality. <laughs> I've been watching The Good Wife, as you know, and now yes. The Good Fight. And there was an episode which I found out later that was um, based on events of Glee uh, stealing a song, <gasps> and really? they and they played out like a fictionalized version of that right. in, the, in the Good Wife courtroom. I started watching The Good Wife based on your recommendation. And uh, I do very much enjoy it. It was just that I was so sick that, and I had to pay attention to it. Right. So I was like, look, I'm going to hit pause on this for now and come back to it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a perfect show. 
There oh, are there's no so many characters in it that are very frustrating. But it is a, I don't know, I really liked it. Anyway, um, what are we, and I think it's about time that uh, <laughs> this little show that could, The Good Wife, that was cancelled a few years ago, <laughs> <laughs> finally got out there to the public, even though it was the highest rating show on TV for quite a while. Wow, really? Yeah, I believe so. Huh. I just never, never assumed it was good. Do you I reckon that never guy... Chris Noth, what's his name? Not- Mr. Big. Mr. From- Big. Does he ever play anything other than a complete asshole? That the ladies love. Yeah, he's just such a fucking sleaze. Yeah, I don't know. Even in, he's in, he's in, whoa, which one is it? He's in a Hilary Duff movie. Mm, perfect. Boy, boy, she's a man. No. Anyway, he played, and he's kind of even sleazy in that. That's wrong on so many levels. <laughs> Boy, she's a man. Yeah, no, that's the one. That's the one. Anyway, Chris Noth is the poor man, Sandy Cohen. We all know that. Yeah, we all know that. Hey, Dave. The even poor man's uh, Mr. Sheffield. Dave, I, I want to check in with you. Where Where's uh, Pie Corner at? Is that a segment <laughs> we do on this show, Pie, no, Dave's Pie Corner? Well, we're bringing in. I appreciate you creating that segment for me because mm. uh, I haven't been watching any TV shows because I've gone into full campaign mode. <laughs> Head down, quit my job, and I'm now a full-time pie-eating man. That bit is not true. But you, if people follow me on Instagram, they know about five years ago, it was a bit of a joke, I started uh, hashtag Dave Piestagram, and now I exclusively post pie photos. Sometimes that's annoying because I have a photo that I want to post. I literally can't because I don't have a pie in the photo. Mm. But that's all I do. And then uh, our friend uh, Matt Hoffman recently tagged me in a Facebook post saying that Brumby's, which is a bakery chain here in Australia, are launching the search for Australia's gourmet pie guy. Mm. And um, I've decided to enter, throw my hat in the ring, and uh, all you have to do is sign up and uh, you get people to vote for you to be the pie guy. The other people that have entered don't even seem to have a passion for pies. They don't have an Instagram. <laughs> they don't have a hashtag. They don't even seem to eat pies. They're jokes. Oh. What is this, amateur hour? Oh, come Do on. they have podcasts that reach thousands of people that can now vote for them? Yes, I'm really hoping that I could somehow capitalise <laughs> on this audience that we've built to ask you great do-go-oners to do-go on to the Brumbies website, which is linked in the description, and vote for me to be Australia's gourmet pie guy. This is so exciting. <laughs> I'd really like to win. I like it how you think that you're, um, you're sort of taking advantage, but really you're being taken advantage of by... A bakery chain now plugging it for free on a podcast. Matt, please. This, <laughs> no campaign is free, all right? You need people to donate for your political campaigns, and that's what essentially right, people okay. are doing. That's true. Do you understand? Yeah. Do, do you understand? Do you understand? Yeah. I watched The Good Wife. I know yeah. how Chris <laughs> Noth made it all the way to Capitol Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you're out there, you've got a spare moment, you'd like to indulge me, um, yeah, just head over to the website and uh, vote for me to be Australia's. Gourmet pie guy. What do you get? Uh, oh, that's right. If I get the most votes, they'll give me $10,000. What? Fucking hell. Um, and I, that will go into our pockets. I will not be throwing that money away. No. I, I've my oh, campaign. No. Will you be buying me just pies? Yeah. Can you at least buy us a fucking pie? I'll buy you each a pie. Absolutely. Yay! My, my campaign platform is I've eaten <laughs> pies. That'd be full of gold. I've, <laughs> I've eaten pies on, I've had piestagrams on four continents now. There's two inhabited ones to go. That's South America and Africa. And if I win, no, I, will, no, no. I will fly there to eat a pie. Antarctica has people living on it. What does inhabited mean? Either do it properly or don't do it at all. I will thanks. get to Antarctica one day, I promise. But first of all, South America and Africa will be ticked off with the prize money. The pies money. Yes. Okay. That's so why you're my campaign manager. <laughs> but you said you'll buy us a pie. Absolutely. I would like a money pie. Okay. Oh, How much money that. in the pie? $10,000. <laughs> Hey, I'm you're out of pocket now. Too. Uh, 
Uh, I, I believe you win uh, campaigns these days by lying. So sure, yeah. you can have whatever you want. Yes. Yeah, great. Anyway, and thank you so much. I appreciate Pie Corner. Yeah, Pie Corner. Welcome. I can't wait to check in. How long does this run for? Uh, it's until the end of, I think it's the 26th of August <gasps> it closes. Ooh. Which is happy birthday, Jess. If I win, I will buy you a pie for your birthday. Yes! Should we get on with the bloody show? Probably, yeah. Someone did uh, comment somewhere this week going, is it just me or are the, are the intros getting longer than they've ever been before? Oh, fuck, we can't win. It's one or the other. People either complain they're too short or too long. So I say, let's make them just right. <laughs> <laughs> let's get stuck in. It's my turn to do a report this week. Yes. We're excited. You're back from the brink. Mm. Back in the saddle. Back holding the reins. Yep. All of those things. Riding that horse. I'm Mr. Be- Hands. I'm riding it. Oh, <laughs> oh Mr. Hands. No, he was the man, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> now, if you yeah. haven't heard that episode or any episode before, what we do here is we take it in turns to report on a topic... Often suggested by a listener, and it is Jess Perkins' turn this week. Matt and I, we don't know what you're going to tell us about. And we always start with a question. And my question, gentlemen, is which micronation has a colourful past involving pirates, James Bond, and a self-appointed royal Ooh, family? Where was where was the Bond author born or whatever? He lived on a... He lived in Jamaica, right? Oh, that's not a micronation. Goldeneye? Was that his ranch? Well, mm. like a... His compound in Jamaica. I'm incredibly um, proud of this Micronesia? question. Micronesia? That's a really good question. Thank you so much. I don't know. I don't know. How small is you a imagine, micronation? It's got to be a, a small one. It's real small. Uh, really small. Like St. Kitts and Nevis or something like that. It's not that. Uh, Barbados? I don't, Belize? No, I don't think you will have heard of it. Great. Well, let's hear it then. Oh, Dave would have. He knows all the countries. Let me Give listen, him a letter. Let me listen for you now. <laughs> well, it's a principality. Oh, Monaco. No, of Sealand. 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 Our theme parks. Sealand. It's it's Sealand. Principality of Sealand. Yes. Oh, oh isn't Sealand like a seafood shop? Probably. Huh. Sealand. Sealand. It's me and it's you, yeah. <laughs> silly old Winnie the Sealand. Oh, I've had Winnie the Pooh in my head all week. That's what that is. Yeah. All right. Pooh Bear, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh Bear. So you're doing a report about Sealand. Sealand. Huh. Fun for the whole family. And the principality of. Oh. That's, that, is, that sounds exciting. So it is a micronation that claims Fort Ruffs, sometimes called Ruffs Tower, which is an offshore platform in the North Sea. Oh, I think I've seen photos of it. It looks really cool. <laughs> it's not cool. It's approximately 12 kilometres or 7.5 miles off the coast of Suffolk. Um, at the time... So off the UK. Off the UK. Wait, is this one of those ones where it's just a crackpot who is, who's living by himself on a floating... Look, it's like not far alarm. off, You're but right. it's... Wild, and I should mention as well that I put this up to the vote for the Patreons, and it won by fifty-seven percent. Had Whoa. like two hundred and sixty something votes for it. Wow, massive! And it was suggested by only one person, suggested by Tristan Thornton. Is he a resident of Sealand? Man, that would be God, cool. I hope so. Um, so basically, uh, I'll, I'll give more information. It was built in World War Two, but at the time, the UK claimed the area up to three nautical miles or six kilometres from the coast. And as this was beyond that limit, it was officially in international waters, baby! My dream to do a podcast from international waters. (laughs) Maybe we could do it from Sealand. Oh, can we be invited? I reckon. I reckon we can definitely find a way. I'd love to eat a pie at Sealand. Yeah. 
Yeah. New dream. <clears throat> so basically, it's a 10,000 square foot gun platform built by the Royal Navy during World War II. So it's kind of made of two hollow towers joined by a long flat deck across the top. It's not particularly big. Well, it doesn't look that big, but I mean, it holds quite a bit of stuff. So it's pretty big. <laughs> But basically, um, these were uh, there's there's heaps of them all th- um, that were um, they were sort of towed out into the ocean and then they sink the bottom of it so that it falls to the bottom of the of the seabed, and then they just had them to protect themselves from the Germans, ah, the Germans. during World War Two. Um, the facility was occupied by 150 to 300 Royal Navy personnel. Throughout World War Two, that's decent, isn't it? That's a lot. That's what I mean. Like, it doesn't look that big, but it held that many people. I don't so, think, think about how big your house is. How many people could fit there? Well, me, three hundred. But a normal person—that's <laughs> just your pantry. Yeah, <laughs> the butler's pantry has <laughs> capacity for three hundred. There's, there's two people in my house. Two, two. Right. That, I mean, it's not at capacity. You're no. not squeezed in there, well, Alice in Wonderland it's style. A little bit squishy. Oh, okay. So just imagine Should your house. Ha- the cookie. <laughs> is your house times 150? That's how big this place Whoa! is. Whoa! Now, if everyone can imagine that scale, just put it into perspective, there didn't you I? There you go. Okay. 150 Whoa. of Jess's apartments. <laughs> everyone imagine Jess's apartment. That's and so- and evil. You got it? Okay, great. Now times that by 150. Mm-hmm. Right? Whoa. Wow. That's all your brains exploding. <laughs> um, so the last uh, full time personnel. Left in 1956. This is um, long after the war. Had that ended. is the year that television came to Australia. It is. Wow. It is. There's fun the facts year... like that that keep us listening. See, my dad was born. Whoa. And my mum. <laughs> oh. No. <gasps> is your dad my mum? Oh my God. What? Are we sisters? What? <laughs> Sister? Wow. We're the sis twins. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel so bad for your existing sisters because I'm now your favourite. Um. <laughs> top three? Top three sisters. Yeah, you are in the top three. Woo! Suck it, Tom! <laughs> <laughs> Not Tom, counted. Tom, he's a brother. Yeah. What's that? Uh, nothing. Anyway. So after the war, these towers were decommissioned and the British government sort of left the forts to the elements following the end of the war. And in the mid-1960s, a group of enterprising DJs moved in (laughs) and set up illegal radio stations. Enterprising DJs. (laughs) Uh, That is a business card I can get behind. (laughs) That's what mine says. Now, this isn't the boat that rocked. It's it's exactly that. Really? So it's not, I mean, the boat that rocked was based on these pirate radio stations yeah. that operated out of uh, these kind of towers or boats um, and because that the media referred to them as pirate radio stations and basically it was like a rebellion against BBC Radio because BBC had a monopoly over the radio um, but didn't play any, like, popular music and it was, like, very serious, whereas these pirate radio stations had, like, actually entertaining presenters. It was right. funny. They put, <laughs> got that, BBC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they put a lot of different content in there. There was, like, shows about different things. Secret sounds. Secret sound. <laughs> Crank calls. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah. Uh, is uh, Gary there? <laughs> no, there's no Gary here. You're pranked. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Confetti cannon. Oh, I can't believe the BBC didn't commission that. <laughs> it's so good. 
That's pirate stuff. That's yeah. bad. <laughs> That's badass. So um, this particular tower, Ruff's, Ruff's Tower, was uh, occupied in February and August of 1965. I don't know what was happening in between, but uh, by a guy called Jack Moore and his daughter Jane. Um, they were squatting on behalf of the pirate radio station Wonderful Radio London, also known as Radio London or the Big L. Um, I looked into the history of the station and it's pretty fascinating as well. So this is like a little tangent. But it operated from uh, December 1964 to August 1967 from a ship anchored in the North Sea, three and a half miles off Frifton-on-Sea, Essex. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely was... spot on pronunciation. Thank you. It was the idea of an American guy called Don Pearson who lived in Eastland, Texas in the, in the US. Um, he read a report in the Dallas Morning News about a couple of other pirate stations that had started in the UK called Radio Caroline and Radio Atlanta. Um, he caught the next flight from Dallas to the UK where he chartered a small plane and flew over the two radio ships and after taking a bunch of photos, returned to Texas, determined to create a station bigger and better than both of them. Well, so he's doing surveillance. Yeah. <laughs> what? Do you just think- by, from the air. He just jumped on the next flight and then another flight to do it. And That's- then, and and then took- went home. I love that spur of the moment stuff. So good. Classic Texan spirit and ingenuity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So basically they bought an old, uh, it was like a, a former Second World War United States Navy ship. Um, it was originally named the USS Density. <laughs> <laughs> and they called it MV Galaxy and it was fitted out for radio broadcasting in Miami, then sailed across the Atlantic to Portugal where the antenna was erected before final positioning off the Essex coast. That sounds like it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Do you know how they make it profitable? Um, It was mostly run from like advertising deals and stuff, I think, right. and some investors. I think um, Don Pearson was pretty He wealthy. must have been loaded because he's... He jumped like, on the next flight. Yeah. yeah back yeah, in yeah. the day, I imagine flights are pretty expensive back then to just catch the next totally. one. Totally. He had other contacts and stuff like that as well. I, I left all of those details out because it's just a little tangent, but, I, yeah, he just sort of made it happen. The Simpsons Texan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 10-gallon hat, shooting pistols in the sky, six shooters. Big time. He's doing that on the plane. Yeah. Please, sir, um, <laughs> this is a no-shooting flight. <laughs> Smoke away. <laughs> this is not a yeah, Please. Mm. Oh, please. It's a crime not to smoke on this flight. <laughs> so the, the ship or the station had a massive staff of presenters. Well, obviously... Massively popular because they apparently got an eight-day UK exclusive on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club, Hearts Whoa. Club Band, playing at first on the 12th of May, but it wasn't in shops until the 1st of June in 1967. Whoa. So they got an exclusive on it. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was a different time. Different time. Back then. The but Beatles are giving pirates their music. Crazy. Yeah. But, but then. But then. Oh. At midnight on the 14th of August, 1967, the Marine Broadcasting Offences Act came into effect in the United Kingdom. It created a criminal offence of supplying music, commentary, advertising, fuel, food, water or other assistance, except for life-saving, to any ship, offshore structure, such as a former World War II fort. <laughs> they uh, put that into writing. Yep. For exa- I don't know, for example, uh, an old battleship <laughs> uh, run by an old Texan crazy man. For example? For ex- I don't know. Just um, made it up. Used for broadcasting without a license from the regulatory authority in the UK. 
So they were like, all of you pirate radio scum dogs are out. Scum dogs. Shit. Um, despite initial plans to the contrary, Radio London did decide uh, to close before the act came into effect. They were going to be like, we're going to keep rocking, but it was just like they'd be fined so much. <laughs> they'd be yeah. so. We'll never stop. We'll never. H- how much? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stop. stop. We'll, we'll stop. stop. We have stopped. And not. We won't even go right up until midnight. We'll stop well before <laughs> yeah. just to be safe. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. But goodbye. <laughs> So um, pirate radio was just a small part of the history of this abandoned World War II gun platform. The fort wasn't abandoned for long following the departure of Radio London. On the 2nd of September 1967, Major Paddy Roy Bates, a British subject and pirate radio broadcaster, rolled into town. And by town, I mean the fort. (laughs) And rolled, you mean? Uh, Arrived on a boat. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they do. He served in the British Army, rising to the rank of major, and was part of several battles, including the Battle of Monte Cassino in the Italian campaign, and had been with the 8th Army in North Africa. Um, He then became a fisherman before moving into pirate radio. A couple of years earlier, in 1965, he had ousted Radio City staff who'd occupied Knock John Tower, another tower not far away, similar kind of structure. Um, And he took over for his own radio broadcasting. (laughs) So he was just like, you guys, out. This is my radio town now. Uh, so, yes, sir. <laughs> because they, there was only limited num- a limited number of these, um, like, forts. So quite often it got violent. Like, people would kind of attack and take over. Wow. So pirate radio. radio has actually become, like, acts of piracy. Yeah. It's it's insane. If somebody stormed into my studio and was like, get out. I'm doing it now. I'd be like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. But that said, I work from 1 a.m. to 5, to 6 a.m. So someone was like, 3 a.m., get out. I'm like, bye. A pirate comes in. Yeah. No, I'm going to broadcast for the next three hours. I'd be like, thank you. Good night. Thank you. Do I still get paid? Yeah. I mean, as long as my bosses don't know. Um, can you put on my voice? Dave, can you? It's Dave. Dave's the one who's barging in. Yeah. Dave's uh, yeah, you are listening to Triple J. With me, Jess Perkins. God, that is what I sound uh, like. Coming up, June Rats and another band. <laughs> Here they are now. Couldn't think of any other band. Uh, no, I cannot. We do play older stuff sometimes. Uh, coming up, an exclusive on Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts <laughs> Club Band. Not quite that old. Um, yeah, so it, it got violent sometimes and there would be like battles kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Battle. They're like, all right, there's only one way to sort this out. A, a duel. duel. <laughs> With cannons. <laughs> now they do it frisbeeing records at each other. Yeah. It's a vinyl, a vinyl duel at, at dawn. So using the military equipment that was left on the platform, he used an old United States Air Force radio beacon to broadcast his station. Um, from Knock John Tower, he ran Radio Essex from 1965 to 66 and succeeded in becoming the first pirate radio station to provide 24-hour entertainment. Also, I just mentioned 1966, and Matt took a sip, so he I just had to power through it. Yes, I'm yes, sorry. yes. You missed it. You missed we it. You missed you. it. Got you on we got you. We got you. Woo! Woo! 
Did you say 1966? No! It's like Monopoly. If we roll without you noticing, we have to move on. The station changed its name in October the same year to Britain's Better Music Station. People are going to want to know why 66 is important. Who wants to know that? Well, the people who don't not yet know that that Go was Go listen year. to any other episode. The Saints anyway, uh, won their oh, one and only son of a premiership in the, in the VFL. You now are AFL. fucking dead to me. No, Football you competition. You go on a timeout now. Saints Matthew, now Matthew. have won two games in a row now, and who knows, maybe this is the year. Still a mathematical chance for finals. You are unbelievable. <laughs> a lot of things have to go our way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, several of the other teams have to retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There has yeah. to be some kind of incident <laughs> yeah. where most teams are all out of with food poisoning. Yeah, so we're inviting a lot of teams to meet at the Southland Food Court this <laughs> Thursday afternoon. We'll be giving out free chili. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Chicken. I'm starting a new shop for any oh. AFL footballers. Free, uh, they get free food at my pink chicken store. <laughs> get your pink chicken. <laughs> AFL footballers only. Stay away, Saints. <laughs> I'll get there and it'll just be Saints lined up. There'll be 40 Saints. The whole Saints list will be there. <laughs> the like, only, team, no. only team desperate for a free meal. Why did I go south there? The closest to their training base. What was I doing? No. Anyway, I've committed to this. So, a deal's a deal. Pink chicken it is, boys. <laughs> anyway, so he's the first part radio station to provide 24-hour entertainment. He's round the clock. Is he, got, is he broadcasting solo? Is it no, like the of The Simpsons where Krusty, all the TV stations are taken out, so he takes out the emergency broadcast signal? Oh, oh that's it. In the desert. 24 hours a day. We got all these characters. Um, Moppy, was there? <laughs> he gets Stingy the Scorpion and a battery. <laughs> that's good stuff. Um, the station changed its name in October of 66, to Britain's Better Music Station, or BBMS, after Roy had been convicted of violating Section 1 of the Wireless Telegraphy Act 1949. I'm not sure what that is. He was then fined £100 for his continued illegal broadcasting. So when he arrived at Ruff's Tower in 1967, he had all the equipment ready to go to start broadcasting again, but despite having everything he needed, he didn't produce any pirate radio again. This was mainly due to the Marine Broadcasting Offences Act that I mentioned before, which, again, pretty specifically targeted their exact type of structure. Uh, so they weren't allowed to do radio anymore or massive fines. So instead, on the 2nd of September 1967, Roy Bates declared the independence of Ruff's Tower and deemed it the Principality of Sealand. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, if I can't have a radio station... I've got a country. <laughs> I like that. I mean, that's big picture thinking. Yeah. <laughs> a guy called Ronan O'Reilly of another pirate radio station, Radio Caroline, along with a small group of men, tried to storm the platform that Roy Bates had claimed. Bates and company used petrol bombs and guns to thwart Holy O'Reilly's shit. attempt. Really? And another fun fact about this guy, Ronan O'Reilly, is that he also is also credited with convincing George Lazenby to give up the role of James Bond after only one film. Oh, yeah. which we would have talked about in our James Bond episode. Yeah. I do remember talking about how he was convinced out of it. Yep. And that was by this guy, apparently. Huh. Um, go, well, smart call. I know. Mm. He went on to do bigger and better things. Yeah. Everything worked out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
As a result of the conflict... Also, is that that guy's claim to fame? He still tells people now, I'm the one that convinced George Lazenby to quit. Oh, cool. Okay, um, great. Thank you. So, what do you want? A haircut or... <laughs> so, sorry, was it a soy flat wine or... What are you after? He's telling Roger Moore. He's like, I gave you your career. Yeah. You owe me. <laughs> okay, mate. All right. So, do you want that haircut? <laughs> Roger Moore, it did not go well for well, him. Well, sadly, point out that the timeline doesn't quite work there, does it? Well, it does because uh, there would have been actors in between, but if he kept doing it, it would have thrown out the whole timeline and Roger Moore wouldn't have ended up getting it. And maybe I never would have been born. Exactly. The show wouldn't be happening. So really, i got to thank that guy. Wait, because yeah. you, your parents copulated over a Roger Moore... Am I saying copulated right there? Moonraker. Oh. Oh. More like Poon Maker. <laughs> Poon Raker would have been still okay, fine. Great. You don't have to change all the words. Okay. <laughs> Dave's got a for new listeners, Dave's got a skill of turning anything into porn. Anything. What would you have gone? What would you have made Moonraker? What would have been there? I mean Poon Raker's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. Poon Breaker. Oh Poon Breaker. Oh. That's pretty nasty. Oh, oh, oh I don't like that. Oh. oh, I don't like that at all. Dave, no. Can I just talk about this? Uh, weird place in the middle of the ocean, please. You're going to lose lose me for a few minutes because <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. I mean, now. this place is called Ruff's Tower. Oh, all right. We, how do you spell Ruff? R-O-U-G-H. Oh, okay. I was going to say not anymore. <laughs> but yes, now. And this uh, porno involves dogs. Oh, oh Ruff's Ruff. Tower. <laughs> I don't know why I did the thing with my hand like a meow because dogs don't do that. No. No, they don't, Jess. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, they had like a bit of a shootout when other people tried to <laughs> take and, over. And petrol bomb. And do you think that the new people that are coming in are trying to just claim it for pirate radio reasons? Yeah, yeah I think so. It's a crazy biz. It's insane. So the Royal Navy turned up at some point <laughs> to Ruff's Tower where Roy's son Michael fired warning shots at the Royal Navy when they <laughs> entered what Bates claimed to be Sealand's territorial waters. Uh, you're in our waters. Yeah, wow. That seems like a. I can decision. shoot at the Royal Navy if you're in our waters. Because <laughs> and, and, it, is, it is funny how we think of um, someone who sets up their own country like, this is silly, you're being an idiot. But that's how all countries are initially set up, right? It's just someone going, this is mine now. It does feel a bit like it's too late for that now. Right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like all of the land has been discovered, uh, it's been split up, and you can't just wander in now and be like, mine. Okay. And even that, it's not land. It's a it's a tower thing in the middle of the ocean that you've now made a. You're a prince of it. You're th- a prince of it, Roy. For me, towers in the middle of the ocean are the only exception. Okay, I think you can claim it as a country. Okay, well, why the hell not? Yeah, a lot of people in this story disagree, but a lot agree. Fair enough. I was about to say, as long as you're not hurting anyone, but you are literally shooting at the navy. So Just maybe. warning shots, though. <laughs> oh, okay, but also the navy are coming at them. What are you going to do? Stand up for your Well, your hang on, because another country? thing I read was that it was just people coming in to try and like uh, do a bit of repairs to one of the boys. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. It's a Trojan horse mm. for sure. Definitely. So anyway. Inside that horse floating on the ocean yeah. was a submarine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and inside that submarine, a lot of men with guns. Yeah. A lot of semen. And inside <laughs> those semen, more semen. Mm. Yeah. Used to make future generations of soldiers. Yeah. Seedman. So, Seedman soldiers. Yeah. Be soldier careful. Seedman. So he was pretty smart to shoot at him. 
Shooting name? at their balls. <laughs> was that, and what was he shooting? Himself or Same a gun? Man. Okay. He's got great aim. It was a real cum fest. <laughs> he was yelling, pew, 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 as he just jerked off into the ocean. <laughs> All right, I'm done. This war's <laughs> over. <laughs> um, so, but the, so he's fired warning shots, but he's still a British subject at the time. So he was summoned to court in England on firearms charges following the incident. But as the court ruled that the platform which was now being called Sealand, was outside British territorial limits, uh, the case could not proceed. So the British court could, uh, did not have jurisdiction over international affairs as rough towers lay beyond the waters of Britain. Wow, so he shot at the Navy and got away with it. Well, Ray Bates, uh, Roy Bates, the dad, took this as a de facto recognition of his country. <laughs> He's like, well, you can't rule that means I'm real. So seven years later, he issued a constitution, a flag, a national anthem, some Se- currency, and passports. What's the flag look like? <coughs> I'm actually not sure. I'm looking it up. Okay. And you say seven years later, so and that whole time has he just been living there? Um, I think coming and going. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I like it. It's Saints colours. Yeah. Oh, Red, white, and black on a diagonal. It's, it's very close. You do that, that's the Saints flag. Yeah. That's true. It's very good. But they, but do the Saints have currency and passports? Oh, what about Sealand dollars? Whoa. It's pretty wild. So Roy Bates had long intended to make the fort into a profitable business. And the plans uh, that he had sort of cooked up with uh, some other um, uh Interested parties. There was a there was a group of um, German businessmen and entrepreneurs oh. who were interested. So he and the Germans are cooking up these grandiose ideas. It sounds like they're going to start a drug lab to me. Cooking <laughs> up. You're not far off. Okay. <laughs> they envisioned creating more maritime forts that would connect to Sealand and host money exchanges, post offices, duty-free shops, a casino maybe, a drugstore, a heliport, hotels, apartments, an oil refinery, <laughs> a lounge, keep... and perhaps a coffee shop. <laughs> no promises on that. We don't want to go crazy. But we will have an oil refinery and a casino, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a post office. And duty-free. Duty-free. Is this is this what Kevin Costner's Waterworld was based on? I think so. In uh, nothing's free in Waterworld. <laughs> in August of 1978, Roy and his wife Joan, uh, the princess, uh, drove. Oh, literally, what they've started calling her. Yeah, so he's Prince Roy, and she's Princess Joan. So why why not Kingdom? Why'd they go for Principality? No idea. Maybe they're humble. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's right. good. Which I like. Yeah. To be honest, I appreciate that. Go off, Prince. I don't want to be a queen, unless it's like. K W E W, you know, like Queen, like Yas Queen. I want to be a Yas Queen. Okay. I don't want to be like Queen Lizzie kind of queen. That seems exhausting. Right. Yeah. Mm, that seems pretty exhausting. She's got to waddle around with her dogs, got a horse racing occasionally. You know, she never wears the same thing <coughs> twice. Ugh, exhausting. Getting dressed in the morning with a different thing that someone's picked for you. Ugh. Ugh. Nightmare. I've been told recently, actually, in the last couple of weeks, that she does pick. So she never goes upstairs. In her bedroom. Because come... <laughs> that's where the ghost is. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of her father. No, people come down, I think, with uh, pictures of potential outfits and swatches. Oh, she was the you... original clueless. People bring her down and, yeah. That she, was so ahead of time. She's got a mix and match machine. 
Oh, yeah. She, every morning it is a montage of her in front of the mirror. <laughs> Just holding things up in front of her, like going, shaking her head. Yeah, and her best friend going, nah. <laughs> No, and then finally up. going, yeah. yeah she's Basically got it. best friend. <laughs> Princess Anne. <laughs> her sister. Is that her sister or her daughter? No, the daughter. Daughter, yeah, it's not her sister. So yeah. her daughter's her best friend. Of course. Lame. I remember in high school whenever girls were like, my mum's my best friend. I remember my mum being <laughs> you like. you start vomiting? No, my, I remember my mum shutting me down <laughs> and being like, I am not your friend. <laughs> How good is that? that? But how have are people in a situation where they're publicly saying their mum's their best friend in front of your mum? Where are you? Because I'd be like, mum, um, Sarah said her mum's her best friend. My mum would be like, lame. <laughs> I'm not your friend. That's a cool mum. And then I've brought that up with her more recently and she's like, yeah, no, but you were a teenager. We needed boundaries. Now we can be friends. I'm like, don't you fucking pity friend me, mum. <laughs> I've uh, got my own friend. Was this, was Gilmore Girls peaking back then? <laughs> oh, maybe. So everyone's like, yeah, my mum and I are just like Lorelai and Rory. <laughs> Alone and and my mum's kind of weird. <laughs> anyway. But so we talk fast. We talk so fast and we drink a lot of coffee. Uh, so Prince Roy and Princess Joan drove to Salzburg in Austria. Oh, yes. I've been there. Great, beautiful city. Great Irish bar. I assume. Yeah. What, uh, what NFL game did you watch for me? I think I, I think. Was it I hockey? Did you watch some hockey? No, we watched the hostel we stayed at played sound because it was where Sound of Music was filmed of and maybe bass as well. And it was they the hostel played it every morning and night. So oh, I watched, that's awful. Oh my god! And for do the they workers. have like the highest death rate of any hostel workers? <laughs> in the A weirdly high suicide yeah, rate. Just but... kill me now. But also, the town that um, that. Uh, uh, Mozart was from. Huh. So there's a lot of every shop is selling Mozart merchandise. But the thing I remember most about going, we went out for Italian, which was close, you know, had a beautiful plate of gnocchi. Yeah, went in Rome, sure. <laughs> but I remember the next one, I only stayed there a couple of nights and I was falling asleep with music in my ears and it was like an old school iPod and it, I had my alarm set on. I told you a story about how I had it connect to a speaker one time. <laughs> yeah, is in, that there? In Sol's, no, that was in a uh, that was in Ireland. But in Salzburg, I had headphones in the same thing happened. So no one else heard but me. And what was your alarm at the time? Uh, it was System of a Down <laughs> Attack, the first first track off um, Hypnotize. And it, yeah, like it was a startling way to wake up. Yeah, wake up. That oh, would that be... would have been better. <laughs> I'm sure I made that joke last time. I think you might have. I think I did. That rings a bell. <laughs> anyway, can I Man. try this sentence for a third time? Please do go on. Thank hey. you so much. Uh, so they went to Austria to meet a guy called Alexander Achenbach. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> I can't be right, but that that's is... what I'm going to call him. What a beautiful language. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a... I wish. I wish someone kept track. I wish one of us kept a spreadsheet of the I great know, names. That would have been good. But I reckon that would be, on, that'd be in the top be 100, there. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's been so many. Akenbach. So they were meeting him and some others to finalise some of their plans for what they were going to do with their land, sea land. Alexander was a German lawyer who described himself as the Prime Minister of Sealand. But unbeknownst to Roy and Joan, Alexander had hired several German and Dutch mercenaries to lead an attack on Sealand while Roy and his wife Joan were in Austria. Whoa, this is like... Old school European kingdom type thing. Whilst it's, it's insane. Whilst it's you're like talking a, to the king, you go around the back. It's like an action movie. He's like a classic 
villain. So they stormed the platform with speedboats, jet skis, and helicopters, and they took uh, Roy's Roy and Joan's son Michael hostage. Uh, the old school European um, wars never involved jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have seen that. <laughs> Archduke on a on a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> Just Squirting like them as a good <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like, oh, did I get you? Um, oh, King Henry, we cannot find a wetsuit big enough for you. <laughs> so they've taken him they've taken the son Michael hostage. Apparently they put him in the fort's single cell prison for several days. The fort had what? a prison. What the fuck? So this is um this is from uh an article. There's there's an amazing article I read, um, uh, on I had it up here a second ago on uh, narratively.com and uh, this is a little bit from that. Uh, so <laughs> uh, it says, eventually the captors threw Michael onto a boat which deposited him in the Netherlands with no money and no passport. A sympathetic skipper helped him get back to England where he linked back up with his parents. The reception wasn't necessarily warm. How can you throw away our life's work? His mother asked him in tears. Like it was his fault. Yeah. That people stormed, mercenaries stormed <laughs> yep. while he was alone. What have you done since you've gotten back to resolve the situation? Roy thundered. So his parents are just like, what are you doing here, dickhead? Go get our, go get our sea land back. Go get on a jet ski and take <laughs> it back. You didn't see your mum and dad. Dad, three jet skis. <laughs> three. <coughs> And a helicopter. That is pretty... It's pretty wild. pretty wild. So Michael explained his ordeal. He says, to this day, I can't sit with my back to a door or a room full of people. This is in his memoir, Principality of Sealand, Holding the Fort. The family quickly decided that the only possible response was to recapture the fort. They gathered some rough and tumble friends and a few guns and enlisted the talents of a pilot friend who had flown helicopters in a James Bond film. Perfect. <laughs> There's a lot of Bond connections. Yeah. Two. (laughs) That's a lot. Count them. The plan was to fly to the fort, rappel down some ropes, and retake the Principality by force. (laughs) Attacking at dawn, they descended from the sky, fired a single shot from a sawed-off shotgun, and tossed the captors into the brig. They ascended from the sky. Here's what Michael said. You'll love this. We coup d'etat the coup d'etat. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. A yeah. double coup d'etat. Yeah, they coup d'etat, but we coup d'etat, they coup d'etat. <laughs> and then Roy says, you don't serve seven years in the army without learning a thing or two, <laughs> Roy. So Alexander Ackenbach, who held a Sealand passport, was charged with treason against Sealand and was held unless he paid a fine of about £23,000. So Germany sent a diplomat from its London embassy to Sealand to negotiate for his release. Oh, on the ground, are they are they going, what the hell is happening over there? It's Can't shit. believe this is my job to sort this shit out. Yeah. It's wild. So Roy Bates relented after several weeks of negotiation and subsequently claimed that the diplomat's visit constituted de facto recognition of Sealand by Germany. Got you again. Which Germany has denied. <laughs> Germany's like, no, we don't recognise you. And he's like, ah, but you do. So now England accidentally recognises Who am I? <laughs> well, you're right. Recognise me. <laughs> gotcha. I'm the Prince of Sealand. Prince of Sealand. Ah, you recognise me. So uh, Ackenbach. 
and a guy called uh, Putz established a government in exile, sometimes known as the Sealand Rebel Government or Sealandic Rebel Government in Germany. So they retreat back to Germany and make their own little Sealand government in exile. That will come back later. Oh, okay. Um, so I need to point out, like I just mentioned before, the, uh, and I should have just waited for this, the rest of this re- uh, report is heavily based on an article by Dylan Taylor Lemon, which is the one on narratively.com, which apparently is adapted from a chapter in his upcoming book about sea land. It's going to be released next year. Ooh. Weirdly excited about it now. Sizzle. But it was, um, uh, it was the only sort of source that I could find that had a lot of information about what happened next. So just putting that out there. Shout out to the Lemon. Shout out. DTL. Dylan Taylor. <laughs> Down to Lemon. <laughs> so we're jumping forward a couple of decades now to the mid to late 90s. So Michael Bates, who's now in his 40s, was shocked to read an article in the newspaper that linked him and his family to the murder of Italian fashion icon Gianni Versace. No. Whoa. He's like, hang on a second. What am I reading in this paper? What's next to this fun cartoon? An article saying my family's linked to a murder? <laughs> He doesn't talk like that. Um, it turned out that a passport issued by the Principality of Sealand was found on the houseboat where Versace's murderer had committed suicide. So it was like this long, this guy had gone on a little bit of a killing spree. He fled. He ended up on a, um, a houseboat and he was kind of surrounded and he ended his own life. But there they found a passport from Sealand. Investigators learned that the owner of the houseboat was a German citizen named Torsten Reinick. Described by some acquaintances as well-spoken and polite, but by others as obnoxious, unpleasant, and disgusting. <laughs> so somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so just normal. Normal, yeah. Um, he also owned a Las Vegas health spa where orgies allegedly took place. <laughs> Don't know why that's relevant. And so I, my first instinct was, oh, that place sounds not... Oh. oh. <laughs> a health a spa. Health spa. Oh. In Vegas. Lovely. Okay. Again, somewhere... Why, why the health spa? Yeah, of all places. Yeah. Be, it should be nice and clean. Why not just call it an orgy factory? Yeah. Mm. I wish people would just be more honest. Be up front. Be vulnerable. Be authentic. Yeah. Just do what you say and say what you do. Couldn't agree more. Right? Mm-hmm. So Thanks, he was Agreed. also, this guy was also a socialite who loved showing off his Sealand passport and was said to have diplomatic plates from Sealand on his car. Consequently, authorities began looking into the micronation to see what role it may have played in Versace's murder. I, I mean, this is news <laughs> to me that Versace was killed. When was this? Who is he? It was in the mid-90s. Do you know the Versace what? fashion house? Yeah. Sort of like the figurehead and founder of that. Right. He got murdered in the 90s. Yeah, at the front of his house. Shot Whoa. dead. Yeah. And then, near a, and then there was a, a houseboat. Yep. I mean, the plot thickens. <coughs> Excuse me. You can have boats that are houses now? What? <laughs> so July of 1997 is when he uh, was assassinated. Same year as Our Lady Die. Yeah, it was a big year. And the Saints uh, finished <laughs> on top of the ladder. Excuse me. Going down to the Crows in the final because we lost our two Ruckman, Laser Vidovic and Peter the Spider Everett. Anyway, so a couple of years later <laughs> in Madrid, in the year 2000, uh, a guy called Trulio... I've definitely said that wrong. I looked it up. Truio. Truio. How do you spell it? T R U J I L O. Is it Truio? Yeah. I'll just call him Ruiz. Double L is A A. 
Ruiz, which is his surname. He was a flamenco club owner and former police officer who'd been kicked off the force for burglarising a home, was about to be interviewed by a journalist about his duties as a high-level government official. The reporter had just turned on her recorder when the Spanish police stormed the room. Uh, Ruiz was under arrest, they announced, for allegedly selling more than 2 million gallons of diluted gasoline. He appeared very relaxed as he pulled out a diplomatic passport. We're talking about passport. E10? Yeah. <laughs> um, he pulled out a diplomatic passport and claimed immunity. The police had no right to be there, he said, as they were actually on territory belonging to another country. His office was the Sealandic Consulate in Spain. The passport looked legit and the police were puzzled as to how to proceed. However, after a little more investigation, they were confident that arresting him would not violate any international laws. Far from being a diplomat, uh, Ruiz was one of the prime movers and shakers in a gang of scam artists operating throughout the world. (laughs) He was arrested and taken into custody for fraud, falsification of documents. And one of the gang's primary sources of income was the online sale of Sealandic passports, nationality cards, and degrees from universities supposedly based on the Principality of Sealand. Right, but there are no universities there. No. <laughs> so customers could shell out between nine grand and fifty-five, depending on what they needed. Wow. And what? And then most Who's doing even that? even the Spanish police look at it and go, nah. Yeah. So what's the point of that passport? I have no this is idea. a funny collectible. But also, it's amazing they've got. So they've got set up uh, offices in multiple other nations as well. Yeah. It's a big operation. It's so, huge. So Is that it? must have been why they they were so keen to like have that, right? Yeah. Why two decades earlier people were storming it with mercenaries because of the they saw the potential cash you could make? I guess so. I don't know. Right. I don't know what sort of motivated them. So not long after his arrest, officers crashed two more Sealand, um, Sealandic embassies in Madrid. One of them located... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stress. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. In an office that managed bingo halls. So they're in like weird places too. Um, At least 20 fake diplomatic passports 
Hundreds more blank passports and 2,000 official documents were seized in the raids, as were two vehicles with Sealand diplomatic license plates that had been escorted through Madrid by Spanish police on more than one occasion. <laughs> well, they turned up and said, yeah, we need a motorcade uh, for our diplomats. And they were like, no worries. They are like, of course, right this way. <laughs> we should get a motorcade next time we go overseas to a show. I'd love that. Yeah. Where we get to go on... Diplomatic plates. Yeah, we'll tell them we're from the principality of Dugawan. Dugawan, and we have diplomatic immunity, or as you would say. Diplomatic immunity. Can we have a driver called Joe, like in Princess Diaries? Oh, how good is Joe? Joe is the best. Best character in that film Best character in the film series. If you don't know it, Matt. What are you talking about? How do you both know the same thing? Because we're young. Is that a young person thing? Yeah, it was a thing that was cool when we were young. Yeah. So you were like, so I don't know, probably ago. working in your eighth job. Oh, what's the name? Of- <laughs> <laughs> I did, and I and I had steady careers. So yeah. eighth job, that's that's a long centuries. time. Yeah. And what is the name of the Genovia? Genovia. Yes. Genovia is the name of the fake country that they come from, and the princess. What are you talking about? Mate, no one's on. seen this movie. Yeah, you gotta- How have you not seen this movie? And Hathaway. Please. Julie Andrews. My generation's version of that was uh, little notebooks and people would draw pictures in them. God, that sounds dull. Oh, my God. No, my generation's version of that would have been the Princess Bride. No, well, it's different. Just because they have princess in the title doesn't make them similar Every films. Every 10 years they make a film with princess in the title. I was ass- assuming that there was some sort of... No, Princess Diaries. Princess con- it's not the same, con- not no, connected? No, no. Anne Hathaway doesn't have... A sixth finger or whatever it is? No. No. Hmm. I'm curious. Is it six fingers, Dave? Seven yes. fingers. Six fingers. Six fingers on his the left six hand. Six-fingered man. Anyway. Am I saying that right? Probably. Um, so Sealand's true prince, Michael Bates. Was, where, where was he this whole time? He was just hanging out at home in Essex. He was tipped off to these strange going-ons around the same time when a friend asked him about the documents for sale through the Sealand website. And he was like, that's weird. <laughs> we have a website? Well, no, but he, he, they did. But, like, they'd only just started the website. It was, like, really new and they didn't have any kind of platform for selling stuff on it. So he was like, what are you talking about? And not a merch shop? So he goes, he checked his, well, I mean, speaking of merch shop. <laughs> <laughs> we just started our own one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That we are selling passports. So the, Dave, uh, you're saying we set our own one. It's probably stretching a little bit. Jess did all the work. I am part of the team, though. Okay. Thanks so much. We started a merch shop. Yeah. And we send them out on a weekly mm. basis. If you want to order T-shirts, you can. That's right. And Jess will write you a nice handwritten note and also your address on a piece of packaging. Also, I've been sick and my nails are too long, so my writing this week was really bad. So I'm sorry to anybody who's about to get a T-shirt. Do you go, you go to... <clears throat> Do go on pod.com. Right. And there's a link there. There's a merch link. You click on that tab, the merch tab, and it'll take you, or shop, and it takes you to uh, our big cartel page. And yeah, there's a few different, a couple of different designs with different colors. Jess, you're doing a fantastic job of sending that Thank out. Thank you so much. Look, more to come. So, yeah. And you get to wear some merch and support the show. So good. So good. And uh, we'll try and get, honestly, we'll try and get passports in there soon. That'd some be of fun. the best fashion. Oh, yeah. Real conversation starters. Mm. Mm. What the hell's that? If you're single, <laughs> Buy one of these T-shirts. And, and get so- ready to fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't look damn fun. Yeah, no shirt t-shirt. says DTF, then a shirt that says do go on. And it's got like a globe on it. Oh, People yeah. are like, what's that we got there? Like, I'm oh, horny. I'm mis- <laughs> I'm, and I'm Mr. Worldwide. There's a globe on your shirt, but there's a bulge in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, tell me more about this shirt. 
I have a breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> How do you like your eggs? <laughs> what time should I pick you up? <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, you thought they were going out for a little breakfast oh, date. Yeah, the next day. Oh. 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 Oh, Dave. He's got so much to learn about the world. Mm. About breakfast with strangers. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, I love breakfast. So pick you up at 10 30. This <laughs> <laughs> is good. That's more of a brunch. Mm. I love a brunch. I love brunch. <laughs> anyway, so Michael Bates is like, what's going on here? So he checks his website, which of course was www.fruitsofthesea.demon.co.uk forward slash sealand. How did he get in so early? <laughs> Fruits of the sea. <laughs> Don't, Don't demon. <laughs> that is the shit. <laughs> it was like, I can't believe it was still available. <coughs> I got so lucky. Uh, I thought I was going to have to pay a fortune. <coughs> Often yeah. people just like buy the buy all these websites <coughs> and you have to pay them heaps. They just sit on them. But yeah. I got my dream domain. <laughs> First go. <laughs> I, I thought I'm going to dream big. What do I want it to be? Perfect world. <laughs> What's my website? Forward slash Sealand. See if it's available. <laughs> It's available. <laughs> Whoa. No way. Lock it in. <laughs> Lock it. Won't be for long. <laughs> and also like uh, at fruitsofthesea.demon.co.uk. Is it fruits of the sea? Fruits of the sea. It's confusing. It's very <laughs> confusing. Anyway, so he checks his website. Once again, fruitsofthesea.demon.co.uk forward slash sealand. And the site was exactly how he left it. Of course. You can't buy anything on there. He's like, well, mm. that's confusing. So then he does a little bit of a typey, typey, typey. Okay. <laughs> Ask Steve. He searches the World Wide Web. Oh, okay. And uh, he he found another site. Um, Fruitsofthesea.org. With a much more manageable domain name. It was www.principality-sealand.net. That certainly makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, the dash is a real old school yeah. uh, website, though. But still. You can picture it's it. better than his. It it's better than sweet moving star oh, things yeah. in the yeah. background. Yeah. But it'd be be- it's better than dot .demon. <laughs> 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 dot .demon. How do we change our website oh, now? Do How? Dot .demon. <laughs> Can you do a, a new backslash, backslash demon? <laughs> it's, just, it's just a photo of your butt. <laughs> do one of the comps, backslash demon. All right. Yeah. I feel like an idiot because only a couple of weeks ago I put together a website for myself and I just called it like Jess Perkins. <laughs> dot demon? No, dot com dot au like an idiot. Idiot. Oh, Should have been dot demon, you <laughs> fucking moron. So anyway, it goes to principalityofsealand.net. And lo and behold, it was a website pretending to be the official website of Sealand and one could indeed buy a number of Sealandic documents. Including a passport. You could buy a passport. You could buy degrees. Okay. These are the things. These things still exist where you can buy like a a piece of paper that says you own like a square kilometre of the moon or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But But they're like five bucks. But the people who own the moon (laughs) set that up. This guy yeah. is well, the prince kind of sea well, kind no of websites, You don't go on and pay nine between nine and fifty five grand for your novelty passport. Well, it's because the moon one's a science fiction. The moon doesn't really exist. Sealand sea exists. Does. Science yeah. fact. Dot demon. Yeah. Well, maybe well, I don't know. I don't think it was seen as a novelty thing at the time. Like, 
it, it, people used it to like open bank accounts or get jobs or prove that they were diplomats for this Do country. Do that with your moon deed, dickhead. Yeah, go go into the okay. bank and be like, "Hello, change my card to Mister now, please. I've got to, I own property on the moon. <laughs> I own property." <laughs> They're like, "Okay, Master Warnicky, yeah, you can play with these blocks until your mum picks you up." <laughs> But I have a beard now, sir. Please. We know that's stuck on, mate. <laughs> Come on, mate. We weren't born yesterday. You were. <laughs> I had a proud moment. Uh, on uh, Sunday, I went up to Sydney for work for the day and I was trying to find food. Nothing was open. Oh. Classic Sydney. Suddenly I'm, in the, <laughs> suddenly I'm in the casino. Oh, Dave. Which? Star Casino. You, you mentioned that in last week's episode. You were right. Yep. It used to be Star City Casino. Right. I looked into it, so you were right on that fact. And then it became <coughs> I know Star my casino. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I walk in there. People are getting ID'd. I just want to go and find a food court inside the casino. I walk up to the guy and he goes, oh, it should be fine. Look after my beard. Never had that before. Look, it still looks at my ID, but unless I'd handed it to him, yeah. which I just assume you had to, nah. he would have let me in. I refuse to. Because of the beard. I That's just, never happened in my life. I just keep walking until they stop me. I just act real confident and just keep going. Dave, you've you go, been legal what? for 10 years. I know. Congratulations. And I've only looked legal for about six weeks. That's yeah. very exciting. You look barely legal. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find me on uh, <laughs> bellylegalteens.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's so horrific. <laughs> <laughs> David. <laughs> There's got to be an explanation. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts to laugh. <laughs> Do you think it was just him going, this will be badass? <laughs> I want people to respect me. I own a country. I can call this whatever I want. <laughs> Sure, yeah. <laughs> Unless it was like you know, back then you could you know, <coughs> free web designers and stuff and they would just insert their yeah. thing. So maybe <laughs> you got it made by a company called <laughs> yeah. Demon.co. He, he couldn't afford just to buy the outright domain. He's like, well, it's free if I just call it dot .demon. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't take away from the legitimacy <laughs> no, of my website. <laughs> and he's also got, and he's still ended it with the, he's saying now nah, we're our own country, but I've still got a .co.uk. Yeah. It wasn't dot like .sl or something. Yeah. Oh, forward slash sea land. That's the first time he mentions sea land. <laughs> fruit of the sea. Fruit. What is fruit of the sea? <laughs> I want to know if it still works. Hang on, let's try. Okay, we're live searching <laughs> fruit of the sea uk forward slash sea land. It doesn't work. Oh, I'm I shocked. Wonder- I wonder if it's up for grabs. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, someone out there, buy that website for us. <laughs> like, just please, please. Oh, fuck. That was fun. <laughs> so apparently, so I Googled fruits of the sea, and apparently the French for fruits of the sea is a plateau de fruits de mer, probably pronounced differently into that. That is a seafood dish of raw and cooked shellfish served cold on a platter. Usually on a bed of ice. So he's named his country's website After about a, a cold roast dish. Fruit, <laughs> cold fish platter. <laughs> you think when he's setting up the URL, <laughs> he's accidentally typed in his password? He's like, yeah, uh, fruits of the sea. Dot demon. Dot demon. <laughs> All right. Dot uh, co.uk slash sealand. Great. I'll just set that up. Oh, no. That's my password. <laughs> 
it was fun. Okay. So, <laughs> so are these people in Spain getting busted big time? Well, Spanish investigators unraveled the web and found that the scams... The World Wide Web? The World Wide Web, they unraveled it. Oh, my God. It's massive. <laughs> um, they found the scams associated with the fake Sealand paperwork involved more than 80 people from all over the world. The scams were impressively wide-ranging. Um, one uh, ambassador used bootleg Sealandic documents in an attempt to acquire 1,600 cars and secure a 20 million pa- uh, euro loan to buy two private planes. Wow. Sealandic credentials were sold to Moroccan hash smugglers and the gang reportedly sold more than 4,000 passports in Hong Kong for $1,000 apiece. Well, how good was border security back then that this was working for everyone? Like you never People heard People are going, Sealand, oh, I haven't heard of it. But anyway, stamp away. Yeah. Here's 1,600 cars. <laughs> 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 oh, should I check? No. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all here. I mean, dot demon. I mean, it was the two thousands. There were new countries popping up all the time back then. <laughs> who knows? So, uh, oh, who knows what kind of wacky Central American country this is? Sea land, all right. Righto. I'm sure, it's probably in Africa. Never heard of it. So Michael's blown away by this. He was like, "We were completely shocked with the information and papers he so showed us." He's made no money from it. No, he goes, what we knew nothing at all about it. He stormed to get it back and then someone else just set up a website, probably from their, their land room in Berlin, and yeah. just made all the money. He goes, it was all news to us. <laughs> Even more incredibly, the gang's leadership had begun negotiating with members of the Russian mafia to buy tanks, helicopters, bombs, missiles, and ammunition through a shell company set up with bootleg Sealandic documents. And they intended to then sell these firearms and weapons and everything else to Sudan which was under embargo by many governments of the world for being a terrorist state at the time. So they're like, no worries, Sudan, we got you. Fucked. All on fake documents. What a fake country that no one until now, (coughs) until the Spanish police, checked. My stomach still hurts from laughing. (laughs) So that guy I mentioned, Trujillo Ruiz, reportedly first learned about Sealand while working in Germany for a man named Friedbert Ley. (laughs) who had launched his own Sealand yes, fan please. website. <laughs> he launched his own Sealand fan website in 1998. A fan website? Yeah. And he asked this guy Ruiz to set up a Spanish branch office of the Sealandic government. When confronted by investigators about, about the fake passport, Ruiz conceded they were made in Germany, but said he had he had been appointed acting head of state by the royal family of Sealand and been given authorization to issue Sealandic passports. And he was like, hey, Roy Bates, he's, he's a vegetable. His son, Michael, he chose me and I accepted. But Roy Bates was fine. Right. <laughs> he's like, the family's in turmoil. They chose me. And they're like, no, they're not. They're fine. What did he, he said vegetable like? <laughs> like he, he, like yeah. a vegetable of the sea? Don't <laughs> <laughs> Don't do Don't it. <laughs> <laughs> Vegetables of the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Meanwhile, Trulio Trulio Ruiz's father, who shares the same name, told a reporter that it was bad fortune that he had passed his name on to such a numbskull. The the investigation into his son's criminal activities resulted in his father's bank account being frozen and his, uh, his... it also contributed to his parents' divorce. 
He goes, I knew this Sealand affair was not going to turn out well. I'm convinced they used him because he doesn't have the ability to pull off something like that. He's not very intelligent. Wow. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Dad, brutal. But who do we know in Germany who would have anything against Sealand? A certain prime minister. (gasps) So the government in exile. Angela Merkel. Which is all. (laughs) I know, Chancellor. Anyway, please. The government in exile who had gone back to Germany, they they said they had absolutely nothing to do with the late 1990s Spanish passport scam. <laughs> they weren't even asked about it. We had absolutely <laughs> nothing to do. We did not sell 4,000 passports exactly for $1,000. Oh, shit. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> hmm? Despite the de- denial, investigators noted that the circumstantial evidence linking the Germans to the scam was pretty strong. So Torsten Reinick, who owned the houseboat where Versace's murder, uh, murderer turned up dead, was linked to the same Germans who worked with Ruiz, and these Germans all led back to Alexander Ackenbach. <laughs> no. Former Prime Minister of the, gov- uh, of the government in exile and the man who attempted to coup the Sealand, coup of Sealand in 1978. In the mid-1990s, Ackenbach set up a company called the Sealand Trade Development Authority Limited. Through the infamous Panamanian law firm Mossack Fonseca, said to be one of the world's top creators of shell companies. According to information revealed in the Panama Papers leak of 2016, this company was set up in the Bahamas using a Sealandic passport and envelopes bearing Sealandic stamps. So it's all fake shit anyway. Uh, similarly, Achenbach and an Austrian couple named Joseph and Eva Bayer opened a bank account. Uh, in Slovenia in 1996. They caught the attention of the Slovenian authorities when 6 million euros suddenly appeared in the account in March of 1997. Officials expected that the money was from laundering or organised crime or a pyramid scheme. And not long afterwards, the buyers, the couple, came into the bank and withdrew 200000 from the account. Again, they're using Sealandic documents. And when they attempted to withdraw $4 million more, the bank gave them a smaller amount and sent them on their way. They're like, oh, nah, you can't have $4 million. I don't know how much they gave them, but I'm assuming it's still a lot. But then they were arrested as they tried to cross into Italy. And then Slovenia had long, uh, had long since put a hold on Akenbach's account, uh, which then <laughs> triggered an eight-year legal battle between Akenbach and the Slovenian state who struggled to prove that the money had come from an illegal source. So he was like, you have to release my money to me. And they're like, mm, but, but we, we're pretty confident you're dodgy. Um, he, slew, he sued Slovenia in 2010 for preventing access to his money, asking for $1.3 million in compensation for the difficulty the government had caused him over the past eight years. Keep in mind, he was 79 years old when he started this lawsuit in 2010. And he he died in the middle of litigation at the age of 80. Oh, damn. I don't know if it is a damn because he's pretty full of shit. Yeah, no, oh, damn. It's like, what a waste of your time. <laughs> totally. Like, why spend your last years doing that? Anyway, so. So he, he's died. But are you getting the feeling that he's made m- millions from this scheme? I think, I, look, I don't really know. I don't know. It's so weird and layered. and Yeah, there's so many, so much dodgy stuff there, isn't there? Yeah. Like shell companies and. <laughs> it's an ama- it's it feels like a movie. Totally. But Sealand itself is like pretty innocent. Yeah. yeah. So the principality of <laughs> Sealand. Yeah, it's just you mean the 
thing floating. The family. The There's just a oh, family okay. there. <laughs> <laughs> the structure. Is in the I mean, it didn't do any of this. No, that's true. It was just sitting there, bobbing in the ocean. The structure is definitely innocent. Hey, is this anything? Um, fruits of the sea on the streets, dot demon in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. My favourite is also... <laughs> The idea, I've just thought of him um, handing out business cards and his email is info at fruitsofthesea.demon.co.uk forward slash sea lamb <laughs> or Roy at fruitsofthesea.demon. <laughs> so bad. So the Principality of Sealand then greatly reduced the number of passports it issued following the scams of the 90s. How are they still issuing passports? Well, they stopped altogether after a certain thing. That happened that you could say changed the world. 9 11. Oh, I think you say the Sydney 2000 Olympics. And what an spectacular. I, I, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought you were going to say Nikki Webster. Webster, <laughs> Nikki Webster. Uh, so after after 9 11, no more passports issued. Huh. Today, however, the principality does offer a legitimate way to become a citizen of Sealand. The Bates family sells royal titles an official business whose proceeds go only to funding the honest initiatives of the true Sealandic government. <laughs> Does that can, just mean their pockets? You can buy a royal title or you can be like a duke or a duchess or a knight. Do you have want. any idea what it costs? <clears throat> it, um, uh, I thought I had it here. I know what your 10 grand should go towards now, Dave. <gasps> you win the pie competition. You win the pie competition. It, actually, it wasn't completely unreasonable. It was like 50 bucks maybe. Right. And is there any way, do they let you do a tour of it? Uh, Could we maybe. do a podcast from Sealand? Because that would be, be cool. so amazing. Yeah. Here we go. Hang on. Online shop. If we're the, surely if we buy uh, knighthoods we can visit from there, surely we can a record a podcast. Well, the knighthood is uh, $146.99. Well spent. You can become... Dave, if you win that pie thing, you've got to give us all titles. And then if anything's left, then you can go to Antarctica. I'm okay with being a lady. It's only $45. Okay. You'll be a lady. What will Matt be? He could be a baron or a baroness or a count. Oh, please. A duke. Oh, they're all good, but yeah. baron's great. Baron's yeah. good. What's a baron? That's cost? also 45. Yeah, I'll be a baron. Okay. If I win the pie competition, please vote. Um, baron and lady. I will grant us all. I'm not l- looking to have kids anytime soon anyway, so. Oh, Matt. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's a pun! <laughs> Is that a pun? Yeah, yeah you did it. Made a play it. on the word baron. You okay. did it! Thank Great you. Work. I did it. Do you get Great it work. now? Do you get it, Baron Von Matsu? I wasn't even making a joke there. <laughs> You're just being honest and vulnerable with us. Yeah. Now. For once in my life. Not planning on having much. kids anytime soon. No. Thank you. Me either. I, I assume that's why people got called barons and baronesses is because mm. they were... I'm genuinely excited to look into if you can visit Sealand. Oh, um, look, it's pretty far out. And if not, let's just go to SeaWorld on the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah. That will do as well. I also did do like a um, – I watched this documentary kind of thing. This interview where this journalist went out with them. Uh, and the on white... a date. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, I think I was watching Love Island. <laughs> no, so he goes out like a boat with uh, – it would be Roy's grandson and granddaughter now. They're going out on a boat. And the way that they get on to uh, Sealand – is like the, there's someone there, they lower down this like swing seat thing and you sit in it and they hoist you up. It's very glamorous. What show is this? <laughs> it was a, um, a, like a doco thing that I watched about it. Oh, right. Anyway. Uh, okay. Well, at the end I'll reveal if, what I found here. So Prince Roy and Princess Joan passed away in 2012 and 2016 respectively. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, Dave, they were old and it happens. It's very natural. That's our king and queen. Roy was 91 or something. Joan was 86. So they had a good innings. Wow. Mm. Um, Rest in peace. But the country is going strong more than five decades after it was founded. And Michael says, we've been a country longer than Dubai has been in existence. Yeah, cut that Dubai. How do you feel about that, Dubai? Sure, you've got a lot more structure than we do in an actual airport. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> but is that all? <coughs> no. Oh, you've got more yeah. infrastructure. Well, great. We've got plans of a cafe, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Perhaps a coffee shop. Don't know. Anyway, so he only takes fairly intermittent trips out to the fort these days, but Sealand is always occupied by at least one armed caretaker. <laughs> Just sitting in a rocking chair with a shotgun. A one armed caretaker. Did you say that? No. Kay. By one yes. armed caretaker. Okay. Still could be taken that way, one armed caretaker. Yeah. I, I... By a, an armed caretaker. Okay. Oh, so there's at least one arm on this caretaker. Fuck confirmed. you both. We can confirm this one got, arm. I've like, got... Two dot points left. I wasn't. And my I wasn't, voice is going. I wasn't trying to fuck with you there. I thought that's what you said, and that would have mean I wouldn't have put. That Maybe he's got him. one arm. Maybe he's got one arm. I don't know. There's nothing. I'm not saying there's any problem. There isn't here. at all. Maybe yeah, they do. They'd be still be able to do the job. Yeah. So no problem. The so drummer from Death Leopard only's got one arm. The drummer from Death Leopard's only got one arm. Drummer from Death Leopard's only got one arm. That's true. What's that song again? It's something by, uh, what are they called? They had a song called The Bad Touch. Oh, Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang. There we go. Good teamwork. The government in exile is still going strong as well, and it's led by Prime Minister Johan W.F. Seiger. Oh, yeah. Since a constitutional amendment transformed, uh, transferred power from Ackenbach in 1988. The group has become even more bizarre and sketchy under his reign. <laughs> its, phil- its philosophies are driven by UFO-infused Aryan mysticism and the quest to harness a force-like energy called Vril. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us expected to say that. <laughs> so that whole sentence again, please. Either, so good. No problem. So good. Its philosophies are driven by UFO-infused Aryan mysticism and the quest to harness a force-like energy called Vril. <laughs> Where did that come from? Hard to say. Wow, I kind of didn't want to look into it just so this, that it's more fun. This country has been through a lot. So much. And to sum it all up, this is actually just about uh, this guy, Saiga. This is from Dylan Taylor Lemon. He says, Saiga has been investigated for numerous shady financial and land dealings over the years, and he's been suing to get back the nuclear and chemical weapons entrusted to his safekeeping that the illegitimate German government took from him. Saiger asked this writer if I could put him in touch with Donald Trump to help him with his quest, cancelling further contact when I was unable to do so. <laughs> He's like, can you put me through Trump? <laughs> put me on with the Donald. This, this call's over. <laughs> and okay. so that is the story of Sealand. That is an amazing tale. It's an amazing tale. The Micro Nation of Essex. They've really gone to hell and Ackenbach. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, that's good stuff. Now I've now on, I'm not, I can't tell you if this is an official website because it's only sealandgov.org. Okay. But um, I googled, can you visit Sealand? It says um, principality notice. Visitors to the principality due to the current international situation and other factors, visits to the principality of Sealand are not normally permitted. Accordingly, the application list for visa 
visas is for the time being closed. Emergency or other special circumstances suggesting that a visit might be appropriate require prior approval from the Bureau Bureau of Internal Affairs. And then there's an email. All requests are carefully considered and a delay of at least 30 days may be expected before a decision is made. It is highly unlikely that permission to submit a visa application would be granted. Should we email just in case? Yes. It really does feel like we should get onto this. Yeah. Uh, if there's going to be a delay. Yeah. We Good need to get onto it soon. Could, yeah. Could you get the wheels in motion there? Absolutely. We'll send that email tonight. Guys, they accept Bitcoin. So right. Wow. We're right. set. That seems trustworthy. <laughs> oh man, I still feel I feel exhausted now from laughing. <laughs> Doc Demon. <laughs> that was so fun. So yeah, oh. that's my report. That was a great that's report. Great report. What are, I'd, I'd never heard of that at all. I'd, I've definitely seen it in like a um, like a listicle type thing of like you know places you might not know about that kind of thing. Yeah. I've seen that now. I've googled the look, the image of it. Yeah, I've definitely seen that kind of thing. But I had no idea of its wild history, and uh, we appreciate that the Patreons, of course, voted for the best topic there. I'm sure they did really well. And speaking of Patreons, actually, that's. What this part of the show is all about. It's all about appreciating and thanking some of our wonderful Patreon supporters who do so by going to patreon.com forward slash do go on pod. Do go on pod? Do, do go on. on pod. Do go on pod. That's right. And um, <coughs> they submit a little bit of uh, money every single month. And in exchange, you get uh, rewards. We can get rewards. You get to know about our live shows before anyone else does. Uh, you get involved in a Facebook group that has a lot of activity going on, which is mm. really cool. It's Hundreds of members in there. Jess puts out a newsletter every week so you can uh, keep up with us a little bit more. And we give shout-outs. And probably most popularly is we put out two bonus episodes that no one else hears every single month. So secret. That's right. And we talk about all of you and we try and uh, work out the secret of Vril. The, yeah. um, How to fun. harness Vril. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Vril. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm on board, but can we call it something else? That's, no. That's what I would have said at the meeting. Vril. Vril. So it's, it's V-R-I-L. Vril. I will die on this hill. <laughs> it's Vril. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> is that a pun? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it is. So it's a... To play. Yeah. Okay. Onwards. All right. All right. Love it. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, so another section before we thank a few of the people by name on our, that support the Patreon... Matt does a little fact, quote, or question section for people that belong to the Sydney Scheinberg, rest in peace, deluxe package mm. tier. I'm I'm loving this section of the show more and more. That it's kind of like the sealed section because <laughs> some people do stop just before now. I think, but I think a lot of people keep listening. I know now they're Who gone. Who wasn't reading the sealed section? Yeah, good question. This is a lot of people skip to this section alone. Yeah. <laughs> when does the report end? Let's get to the good stuff. Um, but if people do support us on Patreon, uh, especially on the uh, Sydney Scheinberg Rest in Peace Deluxe Memorial Package or above, you get to give us a factor quote or a question. I'll mm. read out one of them each week, and the people who do give me one of those also get to give themselves a title. And this week, our factor quote or questioner is. Soph Waldron. Soph Waldron. We know her well. <clears throat> and that's why her title, which makes sense, is the official live show photographer. Yes. Soph gets roped into taking a lot of photos for other people. Not roped, but she's always just nearby. And so and we, happy to do it. Happy to do it. She's an absolute delight. Yeah. And also, now that she's done it so often, now I purposefully do it. 
And I'm she's like, all- hey, so if you'll take <laughs> eight photos, won't you? She's also, you know, made it official. Exactly. Right now. So she loves it. She's we- owning it. And I love that. We should send her a Sea Land style certificate saying yeah. that. But it says do go on official The principality of do go on. We got to do it. Uh, so, uh, so f- aka the official live show photographer, has given us a fact. And this is her fact. And I'd never read out the facts, the quotes, or the questions <clears throat> until I read them out, obviously. And I'm reading it out right now. I work in jewelers, and a customer brought in a synthetic diamond to get made into a ring. I got very excited when she told me the diamond is made from her mum's ashes. (gasps) It's not getting shot into space, but I think I'd like to spend my afterlife as a flawless, precious stone now that I know it's an option. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. I mean, is this a person I imagine will just wear the jewellery like your mum's on your hand forever? Yeah, your mum's always with you. That's cool. That's sick. You can pass your mum down from generation to generation. <laughs> hey, I'm passing, <laughs> passing my mum. Yep. Will you take my mum in holy matrimony? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't know you could become, that's a, awesome. become a diamond. Yeah, that's sick. I'd do that. Shine bright like a diamond <laughs> forever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because diamonds are forever. Oh, I've heard this. That is true. Forever. It's weird that I chose to sing one but not the other. Yeah. All right. What else is this? Goldfinger. Kiss have a song called Black Diamond, I think. Any other diamond tracks, Dave? Diamond Diamonds Days. Friend. Guess what's trend? Diamond Days by, is that a thing? No. Is that a Bowie thing? Diamond no, Dogs. Di- diamond Dogs and Demon Days by Gorillas. I've merged there. Dot Demon? Dot Demon. <laughs> Dot Demon Days. <laughs> And you're, what did you say? Diamonds are a girl's best friend. That's yes. a very popular one. Yeah, I know, Dave. I'm a very popular girl. I, know, I just wanted to point that out in case people didn't hear it and they're yelling, how did you not get that really famous one? I got it. I know got everything it. Nicole Kidman's ever done. She doesn't suck at all. She sucks. Oh, okay. Here we go. Hating on another Australian celebrity. Oh, yeah. here we go. Okay, you, did you get tagged in a lot of things announcing Bindi Irwin's engagement? Fuck, did oh, I? Oh, do you think maybe Steve Irwin's in her ring? <laughs> so to speak. How Jess? did her boyfriend get his ashes? They're a tight family. Sorry, fiance. Ah, fiance. Hey. Anyway, it won't last. That's my bet. Oh. My bet is it'll last through the ages because it is a love as big as the stars. Yeah, true. I mean, anybody who meets someone when they're like fifteen, that's definitely the person you're going to marry and be with forever. Yeah. Oh. Um, get out there. It's happened before, I'm, I'm sure. I'm still hoping my high school girlfriend comes back <laughs> any day now. She's just gone out to get some smokes. Yeah. <laughs> gone out to get some smokes and got married and had a couple of kids with someone else. But anyway, she'll be coming back. Really? She'll be coming Let's back. talk about that off air. Okay. <laughs> we will. <laughs> I want to see pictures. Anyway. So now we also like to thank a few of our Patreon supporters. Um, we'll each thank a couple. And normally what we do is Jess comes up with a little game for us to play. Something based on the topic... Of the episode, uh, what are you thinking today, Jess? I was thinking, I well, firstly, I was thinking like giving them the name of their principality. Oh, that makes sense. But also, but it'll be much harder. But the real highlight was the website. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> giving them a website. Well, no, I'm saying that would be much harder for us, but far out. That It'd be was harder fun. to come up with something stupider than dot dot co dot uk. True. Yeah. So let's just name their principality. <laughs> okay, great. Then. Um, well, I'd love to thank from Overland Park, 
in KS, Kansas, in the US. Kansas. It's Savannah Floyd. What a name. Do you think sometimes they fake it? I reckon that can't be a real name. That's a stage name for sure. There's a few good names in today's lot, I reckon. Oh, my goodness. Savannah Floyd, and she would be then the princess of, uh, let's do a word each. Okay. I'll kick it off. That's good stuff. Boulder. Wood. Hills. Oh, oh, that sounds like a fancy estate. That does, doesn't it? Yeah. You know? The Princess of Boulderwood Hills. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Savannah. Oh, it's, a lush, it's a lush island off the coast of Costa Rica. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh. But it's also like a gated community, like really There's a gate fancy. around the whole island. <laughs> yeah. It's a prison. <laughs> you can it's never leave. It's a prison. <laughs> yeah, so it was Australia. The twist know? is they're all prisons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good point. We were a prison. I'm Look just, at us now. Yeah. We're free. We're girt by sea. Young and free, apparently. We've got so much room for everyone, says our anthem. I'd also love to thank you so much, Savannah Floyd, if, if that is your real name, doubtful. Uh, <laughs> it just can't be. It just can't. <laughs> I'd also love to thank from Newport in Melbourne, Australia. Oh. Bonnie Carr. Bonnie Carr. We're going to Bonnie oh, Carr. <laughs> I like that. Hopefully she'll get that. Oh, she better. Bonnie. I like the name Bonnie a Love lot. Love Bonnie. Is yeah. it short for anything? Uh, Bonita. Bondalonovic. <laughs> bon appétit. Bon appétit. Ebony. Um, my is the real answer. Oh, is that true? Sometimes. Oh, right. She could okay. also just be Bonnie. Yeah. That's the absolutely. Gone out, a, they've gone out the window. It's a good. Just, sorry, I'm saying it's a lovely name. Big fan of it. Uh, Bonnie Carr. I'll say the first word this time. Great. Bonnie. Sorry, that's just her first name. Bonnie Carr. Bonnie Carr. Yeah, I love that name. Bonnie Carr. Was that short <laughs> for something? Bonica Geller. Ebony Bonnie Carr. Okay. Um, orange. Wipe. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> first word you thought of. Orange wipe. Hello. <laughs> Orange wipe. I mean, it's growing on me. Yeah. Orange wipe hello. And hello to you. Welcome to our beautiful country. Orange wipe hello. Princess. The OWH. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and welcome. That was very cute. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Thank and, you, Bonnie Carr. Uh, your Highness. May I thank some people? Please. I would like to thank from New, ha- New-, <laughs> New Haven. CT, what's CT? Connecticut. Connecticut. Jordan Gage. Oh, Jordan Gage. That's Sounds a, like a spy. He has action hero. Yeah. Jordan Gage. Jordan Gage. Jordan Gage. Jordan Gage. Jordan. Jordan Gage. Stop me, please, someone. Um, okay. Who, who's doing, you haven't done yeah, a first oh, I'll go first. Um, church sensible <laughs> valley. <laughs> yeah, church sensible valley. See, he kind of always ties it together. Have you noticed that? He brings it back to so like hills, valley. Hello, like, hello. No, that's boring. I mean, we could just say we could say hill or green or something boring at the end of each one, like Dave does. <laughs> I think, that but that's... I think you, I think Bonnie will agree. She did pretty well. Hello, hello. <laughs> that's true. That's good stuff. Thank you so much. Jordan Gage. Connecticut. My goodness. We don't have that many patrons from Connecticut. I've got to say. Connecticut. Tell me about it. Is that from the Midwest? Every Most places I don't know much about. No, it's like a northeast, uh, not 
right up up above New York. Oh, Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. <laughs> and, now um, I can so never near, get it. <laughs> nowhere near the Golden Mile. Okay, so it's between... Fuck both of you. Now you oh, can sorry. only get it. That's sorry. good. That was a good bit. I got lost in geography there. Just, just tell me it. Tell me no, it again. No. She said, now I can never get it. <laughs> Connecticut get it. No, God damn, that's good. How that's did good. you pull that off? I apologize. How do I can I get it? get <laughs> it? All I, I'm so sorry. All I wanted to just, since you've been away, I don't know if you heard last week's episode. I was away yes. for one episode. Well, in that time, I've fallen in love with a new state. It's called Vermont. Oh, yeah. Why are you so into and Vermont? And creamy. <laughs> creamy. Oh, I haven't listened to the episode yet. I didn't oh, mean to. Let me, I've been you, asleep. Okay. <laughs> the question is for you. Mm. Creamies. They sell them across this state. All the gas stations have them. There's signs for creamies everywhere. What do you think a creamy is? It's an ice cream. Uh, it is. You have listened to the episode. I haven't, but She's I just listened. took a guess. Cheated. Right. Cheater. Well I wanted to say it was some kind of like donut or like a. I'm imagining a Cadbury cream egg. Oh, okay. So it's no, an it's, ice cream. No, it's like a like slightly a soft thicker soft serve. Oh, right. And cool. they only call them creamies there. Oh, Other states and they are, they're proud of it. So we're going to go over and have a creamy. We've added Vermont to the Golden Mile. Yeah, it's it's, it's an extra it's fourteen hour quite drive. Quite a bit of time to it, but we're going to do that drive. I didn't agree to that. Did oh. Naomi on my behalf? Yeah, she did. She said she was. I'm going to listen qualified. back. She agreed to a lot. Yeah. I bet she did. Yeah, yeah. You're in a lot of trouble. Oh, no. Um, so the next person I want to thank, no address listed. So I have Ooh. no idea. <gasps> I assume Vermont. Let's <coughs> say Vermont. I'm guessing the great state of Ohio. Second greatest state there is after Vermont. Are you, you've saying Vermont's number one. I think it just needs a bit more love. Bloody hell. Second least populated. Hmm. Well, you know who else needs some love? Who? Alexander Smith. Oh, oh. that sounds like a pseudonym. Yeah, no mm. address, Alexander Smith. What are you hiding? <laughs> what are you hiding? What are you hiding? Is this Alexander? a money laundering thing for you? But just because you didn't want to give us your address <laughs> doesn't mean you don't deserve to be thanked. Yeah, thank you. It. You know who you are, Alexander Smith. I'm saying that in inverted commas. <laughs> yeah. You know that you're real. Yeah. I mean, you don't have an address, but we're about to give you a country. Yeah. Yes. And that country is... Phone time. <laughs> happy. Man. Phone time, happy man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a call on phone time, happy man. <laughs> well, God, we are good call? at this. Phone time, happy man. I did set you off on a weird path there. <laughs> but oh, you, you're right. Dave really does tie it all in together. <laughs> hey, I tried something new because you bagged out my last approach. <laughs> yeah, he was, trying to, he was trying to adapt to what, what you wanted. What would your old style have been? Phone time, happy valley, ten. Oh yeah, now do that. Go back to your boring old. Phone time, ha- happy ten. Phone time, happy ten. Phone Ma- time, man. <laughs> Phone time. Well, thanks, to Alexander Smith. We don't know much about you, but we know we like you. Yeah, yeah, and that's all we need to that's know. That's all we need to know. Exactly right. Oh my God! I've just read the next name. Prepare. I don't know if you've seen it, Matt. Mm-hmm. Prepare. Not. Prepare. I'm prepared. I would like to thank from Denver, Colorado, home of Blucifer and two great airports. I would like to thank. It's got to be fake. <clears throat> First name Maverick. <coughs> Surname Valdez. Maverick Valdez. Oh, <laughs> holy that's moly! That's the good shit. Oh, that is the good shit. Holy that's the good shit. Oh yeah, that's got me. Maverick Valdez. Where have you been all my life? Maverick Ooh. Valdez. Appreciate well, we support. can't come up with anything as good as that. If you if you told me to come up with a great name, I would not come up with a name that good. No, no way. Your parents are legends. Wow. Absolutely. Although, actually, I assume a person called Maverick Valdez 
probably didn't even have parents. They probably just willed themselves into existence <laughs> and said, I'm here. He's always, I'm he's Maverick, always been there. there. Yeah. <laughs> you well, look around, he's in the corner. I've always been here. <laughs> Wait, how'd you get there? I'm always here. I've always been here. Maverick Valdez. Need anything? Got a creamy. <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> oh, Maverick. We'll let you get away with that <laughs> in the workplace, but only you. <laughs> For you are. All right, I'm going to say a word. Matt, you're middle, and Jesse, you bring it home. All right. Maverick Valdez, this uh, country is called um, Harpoon Living Bottle. Oh, <laughs> Harpoon Living Bottle. Yes, I'm using things I can see in this room. <laughs> Me too. Look Me at too. The harpoon on the wall. <laughs> and we are all, all living For here. For now, yes. Wow, Maverick Just. Valdez. <laughs> a big Maverick shout out. Valdez. Thank you so much in Colorado. And uh, from Denver to another place in uh, Colorado. Highlands Ranch. Oh, I love oh, that. Rancho Relaxo. I would like to thank Nick Lued. Oh, Lued. Nick Lued. Another fantastic Nick Lued. Nick Luedi. All right. Let me kick this off. I'll go middle. That's where I love to okay, be. Okay. Um, I'm the middle spoon. Okay. I'll try and bring it home. <laughs> when we all snug. Okay. So Nick Lued. Okay. Just blanking the mind. I'm just letting people imagine us. Just, just say it. Blanking it out. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. 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 Craft. Foam. Heights. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that sounds good. good. That's pretty good. <laughs> chuck, that, chuck a dot demon after that. <laughs> you're cooking with gas. Now you're sailing. Oh, Nick Lewed, appreciate your support. Wish you all the best with your new country. Yeah. yeah. Congrats, hey, everyone. After it. May your laundering be more successful than everyone in our story today. Hopefully, yeah. Just look after your people, all right? Just know that they they look up to you. Be there for them. Yep. Yeah. Let them have free salt if they need it. Yes. Every country needs free mm. salt. Mm. Mm. Long live Turkenbashi. Yeah. So thank you so much to everyone that supports the show on <laughs> Patreon. So... Get involved uh, if you want to at patreon.com slash do go on pod. Chuck in a little bit of uh, Australian coins or Sealand notes, whatever the currency yeah, was. Yeah, I don't know what the currency was called. You know what? In America, they're called dollars. <laughs> oh. What? US dollars. That's fun. Are you saying that right? I <laughs> like that. That's fun. I reckon the UK has got it. There's pound. Pound. Isn't that fun? Pound. Mm, that is yeah. fun. Pound. Pound sterling. I mean, dong is pretty good. Dong is great. Yeah. Yeah. We love a dong. I love a mousy dong. I love a, you know, I love any sort of dong. Dong. Big dong, small dong. Yeah. Do go dong. And that really does bring us to the end of this episode. Absolutely. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we should probably let you know that you can do that at any time. All the links are in the description of this episode or also at dogoonpod.com. We have a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter account where we post pretty much every single day and it's at dogoonpod on those platforms. We've got a YouTube account where you can see us performing live shows if you can never make it to one and also... All the other back catalogue of episodes, and that's at youtube.com slash do go on pod. And uh, yeah, like us on the social medias if you haven't. We have way less likes than listeners, and I don't know why that is. Yeah, surely you're all on Instagram, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. If you're not, what are you doing? What are you doing? I just mean grow up, <laughs> all right? Grow up. Grow up. Read a book. Read a book. Sign up to Instagram. Okay. If you don't have an Instagram, sign up and just like us. 
That's fine. Yes. That'll be enough to make your life 10% better. We've got at least four pages for you to follow. The three of us and Dugo on. Oh, How about that? God. Get on it. And That's while fine. you're there, why don't uh, vote for me to be the gourmet pie guy and uh, I'll spend the money making us lords, dames and barons of Sealand. And then going on a trip by yourself. What yeah, to eat a pie. Yeah. A place I've never eaten a pie. It feels... I... Wait, wait. Do we still get a pie or are oh, we... Course. Yeah, you get a pie as a well. A pie and a, a ladyship. Yes. Okay. That's I how I'll announce it to you. But And also tickets to fly with you to these countries. I'll see what I can do. Okay. Yay! Yay! Uh, and yeah, go to do go on pod slash shows. Dugoonpod.com. Dot com slash shows. Not dot demon. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I haven't got it yet. Disappointing. But... And you can find out about uh, any live... You might be listening to this in a year's time and uh, any new shows will be on that site. And show upcoming shows I'm doing with Jess, you can find out details about them at mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. And it'd be real nice to see you at all, any and all of these things. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we probably should go on, go, go on that note. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. We are crawling closer to 200. Can you believe we've done this nearly 200 times? And no. that's how I we finish this. I really can't. Okay. Good one. night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my sign-off is just goodbye. There it is. Thank you and goodbye. Later. Bye. Good night. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.